Okay, so we mentioned making Kiddush and a Kezayis in the Sukkah with a Shachiyonu on the Sukkah, but without a Leishev while it's raining and eating. So that's the meal inside. Now we'll talk about what happens about the sleeping. Let's say it clears up later. And then you want to go to sleep. So you get into bed. Normally, we say that once you get into bed, you don't have to climb back out. As a matter of fact, the Mishra says that if it's a big tirk of you to set up your bed inside the house and then back out, we're not matriarchy to go about. That also is considered like a Tejru came to do. It's mitzdar. Once you move out of one room to go to sleep, nobody moves back into their original room. So then you don't have to do that with the sukkah as well. However, with the first night, going to sleep is like a, the, your initial meal. And therefore, Therefore, you would have to slept back out. But if you already went to sleep, then even if you woke up in the middle of the night, you will not have to go back out to the sukkah until the morning. So basically, the luck with the first night is that if you need to and it's not clearing up, you got to at least get in Kiddush and a Kezayis. And if it does clear up, you're going to have to cover the shitas that hold it. You need to sit in the sukkah without Mitzvah the first night. So you'll have to go back for a meal or have to go back to sleep unless you already started sleeping indoors. What about the second night? Now the second night is Dirabbanan. The second night, the Shechiyanu does not cover the sukkah. The Shechiyanu only covers the Yomtev itself. And therefore, the second night is slightly different than him. The second night, if it's raining, you don't wait till Chatzais. You're able to start the meal in the house the second night. He says, the Chavetz Chaim says, you should wait still some time to hope for it to clear. But that's it. You don't have to wait that long the second night. And if it does not clear, instead of making Kiddush and a Kezais in the Sukkah and finishing the meal in the house, you do the reverse. The second night, you make Kiddush and start the meal in the house. And if it's still raining at the end of the meal, you have a last Kezayis in the sukkah. And that would be even if it's raining, you'll have a Kezayis in the sukkah. Again, if it does clear up, you'd have to go back out again and have a Kebeya, a full another meal in the sukkah as well. When we talk about the different shurim of a kezayis and a kebeya, kezayis for derisive purposes should be assumed to be about 1.8 ounces, almost 2 ounces, and a kebeya would be uh, about uh, 3.5 to 4 ounces. Under abundance, you could use uh, less shurim. But therefore, the first night, the kezayis and the kebeya, you'd have to work with about 2 ounces, a little less than 2 ounces of bread for your first achila, even in the rain. And then a kebeya later on, when you go back out, should be about uh, four ounces to have that meal. Since the second night is Drabanan, you may be able to be more lenient on the shurim in terms of the size of how much to eat, especially if you already ate. Keep in mind that there's halacha on Erev Sukkot, just like Erev Pesach, not to fill yourself up in the afternoon because you have to eat with an appetite, just like you have to eat with an appetite. The matzah on Lel Pesach, you have to eat with an appetite in the sukkah, and therefore, from around mid-afternoon today, it becomes uh, usher, for one to fill himself up with a lot of food. Certainly, of course, to wash or to have mezoinus in large quantities is usher. Some quick things to remember about when, with regards to Shabbos and Yom Tif, uh, with water and rain. So number one is something that is not so commonly known. It's usher to build an oil on Shabbos. You're not allowed to create a canopy covering a cavity of space on Shabbos. Putting even a very temporary one, little children play around, they put a blanket or towel or a sheet or something over a couch and chairs, 
creating a cavity with a canopy over it is usher on Shabbos. What to do about little children doing it? That's a different question in terms of chinuch and drabonan, but it, it is usher to do that on Shabbos. And as a matter of fact, when it's done properly, removing it may be an issue of, as well of soiser. Now this comes up very often when you're dealing with covering things in a sukkah. So to take... Uh, chairs or table and directly cover it with a plastic tablecloth is perfectly permitted because when you're covering the item itself you're not creating any cavity or canopy under the waterproofing between the item however if you are let's say spreading a plastic tablecloth across the chairs that are opposite each other on the table then there's a cavity under the plastic tablecloth until your table. That cavity is considered creating an oil with a canopy over that cavity, and that's a problem. Um, the way to resolve that problem would be to do things backwards. First, have somebody spread the tablecloth across the other side with you without the chairs being there, and then slip the chairs underneath, which reverses the order of building. You're doing first the roof and then the walls, and that reverses the order, and it's okay. If you specifically want to have the canopy because you want the center lifted up so the rain runs off of it, then even reversing the order would be a problem. Other things to be weary of is been a yeah, to a schlock, a covering, or if sukkah flies off, I don't want this year to get very long, but uh, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, there's something called toisephes oil, which if you already have some part of it covered, you can then stretch it out further and un, um, uh, uh, un, spread it out further. That's called adding to a temporary oil. Then there's also issues of schita as well, not squeezing things out, and, and uh, myriad of other halachas, we wish that the rain clears up and everyone has a wonderfully enjoyable Simcha de